Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, the Big 12 has made its additions now for playing one another. What to do? Pods, divisions, battle royale, no holds barred cage match. Lots of ideas to dive into. Also, Brett McMurphy of the Action Network is making friends in West Texas. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere. You get them cast. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college. Or enter the promo code Locked On College for a free hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off that. We promise you. Who is we? He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. And Chris, great to be back with you once again. And plenty to get to here on today's episode as we will be diving into Red Raider football. We will chop up why Brett McMurphy is beginning such a 2023 love affair with Texas Tech and how we feel about that love. But also still kind of uh, processing, I guess, some of the settled dust from this realignment whirlwind. And there are going to be some questions and conversations that are not going to be easy for the conference after these additions uh, that are still yet to be had. And obviously, Chris, within a lot of these things, there is also advantage or possible disadvantage, I guess, to be had if you are a conference member. We'll just take one limb off of that big old tree here today and hit the scheduling front because as you read there on the right side of your screen I mean it sincerely now what is the question I have because not only are you in different territory than you have been recently but you're in uncharted waters as far as the historical size of the conference in general you've never had to deal with this many and I'm really interested to see what they come up with there are a ton of ideas obviously floating out there right now yeah, you know, and then and with a 16 team league and and I think that you know you you don't want to go with any less than nine conference games a year. I can't imagine you would like scale it back based on the TV contracts and all those things. You know, you you're just now in these leagues are so big that you just don't play everybody and so you have to figure out okay, how how do we set this thing up? What what is the because there's all different ways to look at it. Like we can come at it from a like what would what would we want or what is best for Texas Tech? We yes. can look at it for what is best for the league in getting the you know the best team to the conf- to the potential playoff and the conference championship games. Uh, you know, and and and, and then you've got to please your TV partners as well uh, with with certain games that would be protected and regional and and, and this and that. I so, love your first one. I really like the one that involves my <laughs> interest as a fan. <laughs> What's good for the Red Raiders? What's good for the good guys? <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 I think because I th- I think what what you'll hear is that, and, and these are conversations that I'm guessing are are probably already happening or on the cusp of because sure. they've got to get this figured out rather quickly, and it, it's not an easy thing to figure out it doesn't happen quickly it's like trying to steer a battleship versus trying to steer a sea um you know when you're trying to put all this together because everybody's got their own opinion everybody's got their own interests 
Um, and, and typically the way they do it, they'll kind of draft it out. They send all these drafts out and then everybody kind of picks and chooses, but they've got to figure out the format first. And, and, and you, you know, do you going to go divisions or are you going to go pods with, with, with the division, you know, you could put eight teams in each division and do a North South or an East West. And then you could, you could figure that out fairly easily. The problem with that, that I would have is that if you did that, that means you're playing really only two crossover football games every year, meaning you're, you're going to see some of these teams in this league once every four to eight years or whatever it is. And, and, and I, I don't, that part I don't like, uh, I, I don't want to not see one of these conference members for a full election cycle or whatever it would be. I mean, that's, that to me, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> So I, I really hope that they can figure out a way to like create some some pods, which which you know, like for example, you could put Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma State in a pod. You're guaranteed that you're going to play those three teams in a home and home every year, and and then you've got these other pods, and you're kind of you could play some kind of crossover games with each one of the pods every year, and it just kind of kind of rotates through. But you're still playing Baylor, TCU. And uh, and Oklahoma State every year, and that that you know, but there there's a variety of different ways you can do this. Uh, I don't, you know, 16's a round number. Uh, you know, you're going to want to give everybody nine conference games, and, and again, the TV networks will have kind of some say so too. Plus, you want to make sure you protect some some of the regional regionality to it, and that's why I kind of you know, if you went divisions or pods, you would kind of keep the the teams in close proximity to each other. And you don't want to like just have uh, West Virginia playing Arizona e- every year. That doesn't make a lot of sense either. But I think there's a there's a kind of a commonality that you could find that gets everybody mostly what they want. But it's also about trying to put your league in the best possible situation to spit out the top two teams to play in a conference championship game too. And it's easy. That's easy when you're just doing divisions. Hey, who won this division? Who won this division? Let's get after it. But as we saw with the Big 12 North and South, Texas Tech could have finished third in the Big 12 South, and that really, in 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 so many ways, was third best in the Big 12 many years. And, and it's and and you don't get a play for a championship, you know, uh, and all those kinds of things. And that's not what is maybe best for the league in trying to get an entry or entries into. Uh, the college football playoff. So it's going to be fascinating. These are massive conversations. I don't know what the right answer is. We all can have an opinion. And Cowan, I'd be curious kind of what your, you know, opinion would be on that. Well, first off, regionality in college sports, what's that got to do with the price of tea in China? I don't know what you're, that's a foreign word to me when you mention regionality. Um, The other is just all about advantage or disadvantage for me as a tech fan. What's good for the Red Raiders? Pods, division. Do I want to be a pod person? I don't know. I mean, you think about, all right, I want these protected games because they're exciting. They maybe are regional. Maybe you have history. Maybe it gets the blood flowing if it's Oklahoma State, Texas Christian, and Baylor. But just like you finish there with that thought, the the thing I'm thinking first is, all right, well, how many times is that like two of the top five teams in the league or three or four of the top five teams in the league? It's Big 12 South Heat you know, all over again, potentially, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But you also think about then like out there on an island, what is it? Like Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF, and Houston? Is UCF just winning that pod by 15 games every year? I mean, somebody's getting the short 
and long end of it, right? There's not going to be a perfect solution. So that that's just got to be included. And I guess you just figure out how much you can sort of stomach of that sort of thing. But look, I'm here to be entertained as a fan. I want to root for a team that is here to compete and is not ducking and dodging, you know, worried about manipulating schedules to protect you from your own deficiency when it comes to success as a program. So I guess I'd just say bring it all on. I The divisional aspect, I suppose, is probably where I'm the, the side I'm going to err on just because th- that whole thing about missing opponents for that period of time, which you've already got that going on in some other leagues, that that, that doesn't jive with me real well. So uh, if if you could avoid that to a degree, I think I may just go back to something more divisional. But I got to tell you, the, the pod person theory is just all theory. I haven't experienced that, so I can't really say firsthand like throughout a year of some of the pros and cons what that would feel like. Yeah, because if you let, let's talk it out. Like if you if you were to do the pod thing, you, you know, and you're gonna have to come up with something similar for basketball as well. Like how are yep. we how are we doing this? And we kind of saw it's not that's just my word for it. I don't know if there's another way to kind of you know groups or. I don't think you would have four divisions within a league, but that's just kind of what what the the word that I choose to describe it. That's a quad. Those are quad. yeah. There, there you go. Four <laughs> yeah. Four four quads. It's all uh, semantics. We, we, whatever. Got quadrant divisions. Just don't but name like, it leaders and legends. Whatever you do. <laughs> exactly. Utah, BYU, the Arizona schools. That seemingly makes a ton of sense because uh, they were they're all going to want to play each other I would think um and, and I, I know B, you know the the Pac-12 schools may be like we don't want to deal with BYU I don't know but then Colorado with uh, the Kansas schools and Iowa State and then the other four that you mentioned in the four but I, I as you look at that on paper yeah you're you're kind of dealing with a, a tougher group than maybe others are although that's good that's what's fun about this league is that Iowa State's down right now. Two years ago, they were playing for the Big 12 championship and ranked in the top 10 or 15. Cincinnati is really down right now. Two or three years ago, they were in the college football playoff. Um, Central Florida is up right now. They've been up for a while. There's no guarantee that they stay there. It's just hard to like lock some of this in because there's ebbs and flows here. Uh, of, of you know, Kansas State's rolling right now. There was a time when they were yeah, average. Kansas well, has been the worst team in the league for years. And all of a sudden, they've got the the player of the year preseason. They're, they're going to be a nightmare <laughs> to play against. So it's hard to kind of nail it down and figure out what is fair because you're just taking a snapshot. Well, and the one you didn't mention in West Virginia, it's not like they've never won a yeah. game or had a good season before. Good grief, they're just in a lull. But, I, yeah, that could become more interesting if UCF – I don't have much faith in Cincinnati. Um, you know, uh, some of their big success was obviously not on this level. And UCF, well done, great, but it's your first time to meet a major street, so let's see what you do with it. Um, but, you know, if UCF and West Virginia really provide some competitive balance by improving what's going on in Morgantown and maybe sustaining but taking it to a higher level in Orlando, um, that could really be an interesting league because right now it does seem very Western heavy as far as what you'd expect out of Oklahoma, Kansas, the state of Texas and possibly uh, the state of Utah, obviously with the Utes coming in with uh, the trophies that they've gotten recently. So I let us know in the YouTube comments, what you're thinking pod person divisions, quadrants, something that we have not mentioned here today. I do enjoy a divisional format that allows you the opportunity to group as the hateful eight and the grateful eight, just because that's hilarious, but uh, competitively, I don't know if it'd be all that balanced. So let us know what you're thinking in the YouTube comments where you agree or disagree what i'm concerned about there from a texas tech standpoint though is if you get away 
from in any way, if, you, if you're not looped in with the, the Metroplex schools in Oklahoma State, I don't think that's best for you. It may be in some ways more difficult of a road, depending on how it's set up, but I also think that's what the fans care about the most. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, keeps keeps some interest in your in your football program and keeps you you selling season tickets. And they're th- those schools, th- those four schools need to be playing each other all the time, in my opinion. I don't feel I that way about Houston or anybody else other than those three. But if you lose that, boy, you're you're just kind of like a you, you know, uh, you you're just in the in the you know, Harbor just kind of floating away and you don't really have any, any general direction or whatever. And, and I, I just think that needs to be a component with whatever, however it works out that that would be most important to me for Texas tech. And I think those programs are, are worthy of playing every year because they're, we know they're going to sure. be salty and good and all those kinds of things for the most part. You've got battles with them in season and mm-hmm. out of season. So I think you'd love to compete with them and have a chance maybe to uh, make your pitch on the scoreboard to a recruit in the stand or something like that, that may be considering the Bears, the Red Raiders, the Frogs, and different points in between. Uh, It'll come to pass soon enough. Like you said, they don't have just uh, an eternity here to mull this over, and there will not be a perfect solution. So we will moan and groan, cuss and discuss whenever that day (laughs) does come to pass. Certainly will be some pros and cons that is a guarantee. Okay, the opposite of a guarantee. Let's talk preseason rankings dead ahead. We already got into a coach's poll earlier this week, Chris. We haven't even got the AP poll yet. That's next Monday. Just one voters poll has gotten folks so riled up. The Red Raiders are like Uncle Buck's hat. Shout out to John Candy. Just the sight of us infuriates some people. They just hate the sight of little old Texas Tech being on the list, but not Brett McMurphy. He's got eyes for the red and black in 2023. We will explain and have more on it next on Locked On Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And football season is almost here. And right now, FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Today, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner at FanDuel.com slash Locked On, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and then you're getting bonus bets for every dub they pick up as the season rolls on. Then you can use those bonus bets on spreads, over-unders, player props, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On and start earning bonus bets right now with America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On at Texas Tech a part of your day, whenever, wherever, how you're, however you're making it happen. We appreciate it. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. With Chris, I'm Casey. As for these Red Raiders in 2023, we knew there would be some preseason love, Chris. We've seen that come to a pass to a degree. 
uh, with the um, the first coaches poll release. Number 24 is where the Red Raiders come in there. We have not seen the AP poll yet. We have only seen a ballot cast. There are some others who have released theirs since, but our guy Brett McMurphy of the Action Network was turning some heads as he decided to release his this week on Twitter, and he had the good guys. Texas Tech at number 11 in the nation. Now, this is following an offseason prediction of Tech meeting Alabama in the Cotton Bowl from Brett McMurphy. This is following a more recent uh, prediction of Tech meeting Alabama, I think, in the Peach Bowl. He really wants a rematch of that 2005 Cotton Bowl, I guess. He's mad about the textbook scandal. So are we, Brett. We want another crack at him. Brett McMurphy is showing love to the Red Raiders, Chris, and in the biggest way imaginable so far, just on the cusp of the top 10, my man. How'd that catch you? You, you know, and and, and I, I've, uh, I've you know, had Brett on the radio show before when we were doing that back in the day. He's a great reporter. He's worked for a variety of different networks. I mean, he's widely respected, worked for ESPN. I worked for the Action Network. and He's got cred. Yeah, he does have cred, and he's one of those that that covers college football 365 days a year. Yeah, and, and while he doesn't, um, while he, he his opinion certainly carries a lot of weight. Most of these guys, they talk to enough people that their opinion is informed, and and again, it depends on who they talk to. In some cases, it can be when they talk to them. But I'd be willing to bet he's heard a lot of feedback about to to formulate this opinion. You know, because Texas Tech was way up there. I think Penn State was way up there. Uh, Oregon State was way up there. Texas was a bit lower. Uh, Oregon was a bit lower. I mean, so it, it's just you know, but but you gotta you gotta put them in order, and you gotta you know go with what you you think that it's gonna look like. And again, is this is this what he thinks it is right now? Is this a prediction of what it'll look like at the end of the year? I mean, only, I don't know exactly what the criteria is on an AP vote, but I always look at it personally as this is what I think it is right now. And then it changes week to week, you know, as yeah. the games are played and, and, and all that. But um, a lot of, a lot of uh, criticism, a lot of googly eyes being, uh, you know, offered up toward, <laughs> toward Brett for, for the Texas tech part of it that I've seen. A lot of people have an issue with it and are bothered by it because you've kind of upset the apple cart. You know, you're not – it's like which one of these is not like the other, like the old Sesame Street thing. Well, you're, you're, you're the one that's not usually there in the top 25 period, much less in the top 15. And so I think people, you know, kind of have an issue with it. it, it it's much easier – and Brett, to his credit, he has stuck to his guns the entire offseason. Yeah. And there's been nothing that he has – he hasn't swayed – he has he's willing to sit there and, and be criticized and he he even wrote before that uh, you know that ballot was released hey be easy on me or or hey uh, sorry if I disappointed you but he's been called a clown and all kinds of stuff for uh, the Texas Tech selection but this is what happens with voters man you just get called names you can't please everybody Georgia's number one and then the, the, that's when the fighting starts uh, plenty of them deserve it by the way there are plenty of clowns that have an AP vote what I think is fascinating and it goes along the lines of some of the conversations we've had is first today's episode brought to you by bird dogs making you look good feel great with the most versatile shorts in the world they're fitting slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you that sculpted look you're after look down at your legs right now sculpted I doubt it what do they look like a pile of crushed beer cans not with bird dogs. Way more flexible than stiff, restricting shorts you've had before, thanks to their cloud knit 
fabric. And of course, as always, that's organic, cage-free clouds. Ah, it stretches to give you movement without sacrificing that slimmer fit. And don't forget about their anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric, keeping you cool and dry all day long. Sent me some joggers in the mail, so soft I threw away my pillow and I just sleep on the joggers now. Even stood outside on a 100-degree West Texas day. Just had my wife come out and check periodically how dry and cool my undercarriage still was. And you could say she was stunned. And I think it even had something to do with the pants though I can't say for sure. But what I can say for sure is if you head to birddogs.com slash college or you enter the promo code LockedOnCollege, you're getting a free hat with every order. That's birddogs.com slash college or the promo code LockedOnCollege for a free hat with every order. And get into something today you won't want to ever take off guaranteed at birddogs.com slash college. What I think is fascinating, and it goes along the lines of some of the conversations we've had, is Joey, uh, Coach Blanchard, I mean, a lot of Tech staff members have seen so, – because Brett's not the only one. There's a, lot, a variety of top 25 polls. Locked On did one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of networks that do one. People are doing them individual. But, there, but if there's any that show Texas Tech in the top 25, Joey and Coach Blanchard and others, they're retweeting it. They're like, hey, you know, I mean, they're, they're like pushing it out there into the ether. And it just goes back to the whole like they're, they're embracing these expectations. It's like that uh, that Rex Ryan clip we hmm. we listened to, you know, you know, under the radar. Yeah, whoop de doo Screw that. You know, like expectations are high. Get used to it. This is the way this is the world we're going to live in. Have some confidence. Yeah, we're ranked in the top 25. We're going to tell everybody about it. Deal with it. You know, that's kind of the mentality that they want to have. So. Again, it's like the analogy about running toward the light in the tunnel, not running away from it, running right toward it. And and kudos to Brett McMurphy for kind of sticking his neck out because that's maybe the highest I've seen. It's the highest I've seen. <laughs> yeah, the 20, 21, 23, 24 range, that's kind of the sweet spot. I uh, did a radio interview on the West Coast the other day. They were doing a top 25. They had the Red Raiders at 25th. I mean, that that's kind of what I've – I've heard a lot, but 11 is, is that's up there, but you know, maybe well-deserved. And obviously Brett feels that way. Cause I promise you, he talked to a lot of people before forming his entire opinion. And, and, and that's why he's such a good reporter. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here as a study in hypocrisy, because I'm thinking <laughs> if you don't love the love, you're yellow. I want to be a guy that loves the love. I want to root for a team and program that is fine with the spotlight. It phases them not in the slightest. So there's one side of me. And then there's the second side of me that's been a Red Raider all my life. And I think about not screwing it up in week one so we can just have a good party in week two when the Ducks come to town. It's day by day, Chris, because inch by inch, life is a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. I I get it. I I think that the Tech fan is genuinely conflicted. (laughs) I think some some are enjoying and eating this up. And then the, the ones that have PTSD... From years past, whether that be in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, it doesn't matter. Everybody's got yeah. their their struggle moment, if you will. And and I think <laughs> it, th- those people are like, Oof. you know, like because it, it's you, you've, you've been heartbroken before. You've been hurt. But the head coach is basically saying, no, man. Yeah. Like th- this is a new era. Sheriff right there. See the badge. It says 806 on it. Like right. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we, we embrace all of all of this and you should too don't be scared if you're scared by a dog 
uh, and by bird dogs too, as we heard earlier. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I so that that's what because trust me, as I see this, I'm like, oh man, we're the we're the annoying kid in the room now. Like we are, we're like the the, the Red Raiders are like the, the the guy that got invited to the party. And it's like, who invited this guy? Yeah, it's me. I'm here. And so um, I, I've been kind of conflicted a bit there too, just watching it play out. Because again, we all have PTSD. But I mean, I'm taking the cue from the head coach, man, and have some confidence about yourself. Uh, if you're out there and you're listening and you're kind of a bit gun shy by the expectations, don't be. And and, and put oh, yeah. your heart out there, man. It's okay to have it broken. That's why we love sports so much. You know that that's that's what makes it so much fun. Because if it's not broken, that's what makes winning. And like when you overcome, like so freaking great. I mean, so oh, yeah. freaking great. Yeah, and you're talking to a man who's uh, not afraid to be at a party that I am not invited to, and that's why somebody out there is. I have me no on doubt. Videotape at their wedding, giving a speech, and that's the first time and last time we were ever in one another's company. But uh, I'm okay with with uh, playing that role, Chris. And I really feel like you know if Texas Tech has uh, got any momentum whatsoever. You run with it. I mean, think about what the previous decade was. Good grief. Why shy away from it? Because we know what the experience is to not be included and <laughs> things like that. So enjoy it while you can. The decade of suck. Yeah. And while you got it, uh, better flaunt it. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think it's just been kind of fascinating to watch this. And it's just going to kind of ramp up a bit, uh, I think, as the weeks go along. And that's why... You know, you, yeah. that the Wyoming game is huge, and that's why the Oregon game is going to be massive uh, for the the perception of your program. Uh, yes, win-loss record. Yes, the actual result of that game. But that Oregon game, it's just setting up for a, a game about really the perception and the direction of your program. And I hate putting too much on it, but all this talk, there's going to be – so many folks that point at McMurphy or whoever and go, told you so. <laughs> they, they, they were not ready for primetime. You know, and that's not necessarily fair, but that's how the game goes. Because you're, sure. you're trending up, but this is just how it goes. You know, There's like one of these – remember the Baylor game last year? And it was kind of building to this crescendo. And if you'd gotten over that hump, it's like, look out. And you dropped it. And, and and not in a good way. It was, it was not your. It was your worst game of the entire season, and then it was just kind of you felt like, oh man, you had all eyes on you. Prime time game, Mahomes here, and then you're like, okay, can we get it back? And and I I, I don't want to say that that's how that Oregon game is going to be, but in many ways, it's going to come really early this year, and and there'll be a big payoff now if you get it done. Uh, and it, and you won't necessarily have accomplished anything, but boy, a lot of things kind of go away if you if you don't get that uh, get a result on that day. Yeah, I was trying to remember the last time you had uh, any preseason hype, that being two thousand and eight, and how long into the season it took for you to have any type of validation. And I know that you know, like the Nevada game was kind of tricky, but that wasn't a big one or a validating game, even though it was a little trickier than anticipated. It wasn't until October fourth you went to Manhattan. Ron Prince era, they stunk. You beat them by 30. Nebraska comes to your house October 11th. You go to College Station October 18th. It was like mid-October, Chris, till you really had to put your set on the table and say, okay, this is what we are. I mean, you had like a month and a half ramp up uh, almost to, to get verified, so to speak. This time around, you have uh, – well, you got about seven days. So be best of luck. 
Yeah, and I think that score, because that's what I remember about that Nevada game. I think I'm, I I could be slightly off here, but I think that game, the final score is like something like 35-19. You ended up winning. You kind of pulled away late. Eric Eric Morris had a punt return and all that. And but I remember after that game was over, a lot of the fans were like, "I don't know if we're any good or not," because at some point it becomes a beauty contest. It's not if you win; it's how you win. It, this, these are the times that uh, Nick Saban's Alabama teams and now Kirby Smart's Georgia teams are living in. Winning sometimes is not enough. It's like you got to beat the whatever out of people and like do it in commanding fashion, all that stuff. But you're not there yet, anywhere close. But I just remember that year. I was like, dude, you just won by 16 points on the road against a pretty good Nevada team, and and yet to some it was like not. It wasn't good enough. They didn't. They didn't win the. Uh, the, the the beauty pageant part of it because it didn't it didn't look as good but you know we'll we'll see and maybe the Wyoming games that way this year I don't really care you, you can win every game by half a point all year long and I'll salute and move oh, on yeah. and uh, I'll see you in Arlington <laughs> at the first of December all right and I'll see you for another one to uh, wrap up the week coming up tomorrow Chris got plenty to get to and appreciate the time as yes, always sir. man looking Keep forward hope to alive. it absolutely And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. We'll see you right back here for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.